Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Share, to be engaged, to text, to call, let somebody know that the word is now. They may have missed worship. I don't know if they had to work or whatever they had to do, but the word of God is preparing to come right now. Let us receive Pastor Cole. Amen. And thank you once again, Minister Serena and praise team. You know, on this morning, let's can we just go straight to prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Thank you that for all that you will do and all that you continue to do. God, we know that tragedy is happening all over the globe. And even in our own neighborhoods to our families, God, we need you to cover all the ones through throughout the wildfires, throughout the protesting, God, uh, throughout the flooding from the hurricanes. God, cover them, God. Give peace to them, God. God, and even, even right now, God, tell us what we can do, how we can help, God. And even in the midst of this, God, we, we, we're sending out a special prayer for our pastor as he's resting right now, God. We need you to uh, refuel him, give him new vision, refresh him, even right now, in Jesus' mighty name. And not just for him, but his whole entire family in this church house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you do me a favor? Can you continue to pray for Pastor Keith? He needs your prayers on today. And and not because there's so much tragedy, but uh, we need him to stay refueled and refreshed because guess what? It comes from him. And we receive that also. So even in this season, remember to be getting your rest and refueling. But the reason why we're here on today, God gave me a word and I believe it's something that can help you on today. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bible, your phone, your tablet, go ahead and pull that up. Uh, Don't do that if you're listening to us in your car, in your podcast. Just listen along. I promise you I'll read the verse for you. And we're going to chapter 3 verses 20 and 21. I know some of you are saying, I uh, I wish 20 and 21 would hurry up and get here. But I promise you, if you abide by the scripture, It will hold you out till then. Here we go. Verses 20 and 21 of chapter 3 of Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I know that some of you will be thinking, wow, that's just a great closing that many people use at the end of a prayer. But no, this is my favorite scripture. And a lot of the reason is verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Yes, here we go. We are in 2021 of Ephesians and simply put like this. In the past couple of weeks, I was in a really weird place. 
yes, I was in a really weird place. And, and this is our, our, our ongoing inside joke that uh, Minister Chantel and me have with Pastor Keith and, and uh, Minister Serena. And we, we say, well, how, how are you, Pastor Keith? Uh, uh, we just want to make sure you're not in a dark, dark place. And it, it, it's not about depression. It's just about seeing if he's tired. And you know what? Th- on this week, guess what? It wasn't him. It was me. I, I was in a place that I needed to be renewed, refueled. I just needed some rest and some time to hear from God. I, I, I come to find out now what the biggest problem was, is that I was trapped in a transition. I, I, I knew that we were moving, but I was trapped in a transition from here to there. You know, uh, simply put as this, transition is the process or period of changing from one state or condition to another. Come on. Have you been there? Have you ever been in a transition? Somebody put transition in the comment box. I was going and going, but not getting anywhere. You still don't know what I'm talking about? I was, I had gas, but I realized I was quickly running out. Okay. 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 You need a better example. I was in, uh, uh, they're starting to put more of these in Tampa. They're called turnabouts. I was in a turnabout of life. And the way this works is that, uh, it's a big circle that you have to jump in and you have to stay in motion until you jump out. Somebody say jump out. And so the thing about being in a turnabout is, is that uh, there's always usually someone in front of you and there's also someone behind you. You're, 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 you're following someone, somebody's leading and then you're, somebody's always following. So somebody's following you and see, I was in a roundabout of light that I was, I was following someone, but I also know there's people behind me. And so I knew I had to make the right decision. I was trapped in a transition. It was a transition of life. And I was just trying to make it to my destination. I knew that God was trying to take me somewhere, but I didn't know all the directions. And it was starting to frustrate me. And that is when I realized the gaslight came on. I was running out. And if you don't know anything about it, it, when, when, when you're running on E and your gaslight comes on, you, 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 you start to do stuff. I wouldn't usually say this, but my son's not here. You start to do stupid stuff. And, and that's what was happening to me. I wasn't making all the best decisions because I was running out of gas. Life had started to send me into a panic and I didn't know what to do. I was still trapped in this transition. Hopefully you 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 you're like not not like how I used to be and you knew the 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 light of gas in your life was running out and you just keep rolling anyway. See when I was young I used to ride that 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 car to the E on E and the light was on and the light used to start blinking. That's how bad I was just running. But right now that it's a warning light to tell you that you're not empty yet, but if you continue to go you eventually will be, and you'll be stranded. I was trapped in that transition. And because I kept running, I didn't know what to do. And it put me into a vulnerable state. I had a couple of choices I knew I, I, I couldn't make. I, I could give up. I could, I could crash. I could, I could just 
quickly jump off and go in the wrong direction. But what I did was I had just simply took my hands off the wheel. And that forgetting that I was not on this journey together, I had passengers. And I thank God for my passenger on today, my wife, because she looked at me very quickly and knew that I had taken my hands off of the wheel and said, what are you doing? You're not in this by yourself. And so on this morning, I, I hope I can be the one to speak to you and let you know that you're not on this journey alone if you are trapped in a transition. Yes, God, I promise you, if you belong to him, he's doing something, but you just may be in a transition. And, 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 and here, here, here's some of my truth right here. I help Pastor Keith to pastor the people. And I, I wear a, a, a mantle of a prophet. And so that can be heavy at times, especially times like this, when people are expecting a word from you. But here's the problem. I couldn't get a word for myself. I felt disconnected from God. I truly felt trapped in this transition. And, and so I had to go back and look and, and I, I, I had to go back to my foundation. And, and one of the things that I remembered was my favorite scripture. You know, we're going right back to it. Ephesians, that's where we were. Uh, what does that have to do with it? I'm glad you asked. Here, here it is. Uh, in Ephesians, we, we go back to a, 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 a letter from Paul that he's writing to the Ephesian church. And, and guess where he is, where Paul usually is. He's locked up. You know, they won't let him out. You, you, you know, Paul is locked up in a Roman jail. If if I could only say it, he was trapped in a transition. He knew he wasn't going to be there forever, but he was there right now. And but he knew he had a destination to reach. So he couldn't stop encouraging the saints into spiritual maturity. And that's where it finds us right here. And so in order for you to truly understand the end of Ephesians 3 and 20, let me go back to the beginning. Uh, Paul had got to this point where he was preaching uh, not only to the Jews, because that was the message before, but he had found revelation. He was preaching to the Gentiles. Now, this is good news for us, because if you are not of Jewish descent, that means you're a Gentile. And, and, and that opens the door for a lot of things. Paul reveals earlier in scripture that he had received a revelation that none of the other apostles or prophets had got access to. That, that Jesus came and he was fulfilling it and it had been fulfilled, but all the other prophets and the apostles didn't realize it wasn't just for the Jews, but it was for everybody. Somebody say everybody. And so here we go. Here we go. This is huge because everyone before him had been preaching for the Jews. Jesus was the king of the Jews. He wasn't the king of the Gentiles, but this is what Paul is preaching to us. He came for everyone. This is big. This, this makes such a difference for us because now we have access. We have access to Jesus, not just to him as a savior, but also to his benefit package. Everything that your Jewish brothers and sisters will get, guess what? It's yours too. Because Jesus' work that he completed on the cross, we can now go boldly to the Father. And not just go to him, we can speak to him in prayer and it covers us because Jesus was there. Knowing that we have something inside of us. 
Paul goes on to tell us how big Jesus' love for us is, deep and wide and tall. I, I mean, he just goes on and goes on, and then we finally reach it to this place at the end. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, now to him who is able. He's doing more than we can ask or imagine according to this power that works in us. And then he just says, give God glory to the church, to Jesus Christ through all generations. Guess what? It keeps going to every generation's forever. Amen. Doesn't seem like the words of a person that was in jail, that he was trapped in a transition. He's preaching this mighty word through a letter to the Ephesian church just for you on today. That doesn't sound like the words of a preacher in jail, but he knew he was just trapped in a transition. So here is Paul. And this is what he wants us to know. First thing he wants us to know, put it in the comment box. He's able. And you're saying, what, what, what is he able to do? Well, God is able to do, I, I think a better question is what he's not able to do. If you just go back to the beginning, he's a creator. It all started with, not with you or YouTube, but more like it started with earth, wind, and fire. You know, all God had to do was speak. You know, it starts in Genesis 1. God kept speaking and he created the land, uh-huh, the air. What else? The sea, uh huh. night and day, then some vegetation and all the animals, land and sea. You know, after that, he, 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 he didn't just speak. He carved out man and made him in his own image. And then and when he realized that man couldn't live alone like that, not just with the animals, he went and put him back to sleep and then pulled woman out of his rib. I believe God is able. Somebody put that in the comic box. And, you know, not only that, he was able to take a lying Adam a blaming Eve and they're killing kid Cain and still make something out of this world somebody say he's able you know right now we we know that God is moving and he's not just moving in our lives but he gives us these great examples through lives of imperfect people that he's still able so it, it, it's just like a situation where, where where he takes a Noah and puts him into a 40-day hurricane uh, but not before talking to him and telling him that you're going to be the first cruise director you need to build a boat because it's going to rain and I'm talking about don't just build a little boat build a big boat because you're going on a fantastic voyage not only with your family he's taking a bunch of party animals with him he's able you know, you, 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 you just have to read your Bible to know God is able. If you believe God is able, put it in the comment box. He's able. He, he, he's able to do something with them uh, that surely he can also do with us, which brings me to my second point. I promise you I'm not going to be up here for long. He's doing more. Paul wants us to know that not only God is able, but he's also doing more. See, Paul was in this jail and he was trapped in a transition, forgetting that God was able and also forgetting that he could do more. That's not what Paul wanted to do. He knew that he was there and he knew that he was able and he knew that God could do more and not just more than what you can say, but also more than what you can even think. Because sometimes you just cannot put into words what you really want to express and have to say to God. See, part of my problem was in the moment, in these past couple of weeks, I had forgot how big God was. I was making him too small. My thinking 
had had came to a capsize. It it couldn't get any larger. You 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 know how it is. You 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 start to get into this place, and the enemy is speaking in your ear louder than God is speaking, and he's he's starting to say, "Well, if God if God could have done it, he would have done it by now." But don't you know? Right now, I'm coming to you to let you know that. We serve a big God. If you believe we serve a big God, put that in the comic box. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my, my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says it's simple like that. His thoughts are not our thoughts. It's bigger than us. His ways are not our ways. You know, how many times did you do something one way and be like, ooh, ooh, I made that mistake. I shouldn't have did it that way. His thoughts are higher than ours. And I'm so glad about it. Because when you're caught up in this roundabout of life, you're trapped in a transition, you sometimes miss where God is trying to take you. And that's what happened to me. I missed where he was trying to take me. I knew he had a destination for me, but because I didn't know the step-by-step direction, I didn't realize he was doing more. You know, as a believer, we can find ourselves trapped in transition when God is really saying, I'm redirecting or rerouting you to your destination. I'm not saying you can't go there. I'm just changing your pathway. Uh, you know, people probably think I'm crazy. When 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 I get in my car, um, you know, it's not one of those super fancy cars. Yes, it does have a navigation system in it, but I don't use the one that came with the car. I actually use the one in Google Maps. See, there's a reason behind it. The one that comes in my car doesn't give me real-time updates. Versus Google Maps, it does. See, Google Maps, uh, they, 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 they must have read the Bible. They stole this from God. They stole this from our Heavenly Father. They must have read Isaiah. And because what Google Maps does, they take a satellite view of the roads. And, and, and they are in constant communication with the people that have accepted the terms and conditions of the application. You see, when they're giving you direction on Google Maps, it's constantly changing and updating. And because it knows my destination, it can change my route to avoid accidents and to get me there in the shortest amount of time. Now, see, I I didn't say the shortest distance, but it calculates to to see that I can get there in the shortest amount of time of time. See, sometimes we just want to go the same way every way because we went that way before, but sometimes there are accidents that we need to avoid. There's situations we need to avoid. So that's why, just like with Google Maps, God is doing more behind the scenes, but he doesn't give us step-by-step directions because he's still calculating. Yes, he knows the answer, and if he gave us all the plan, we would say, God, why are you doing it this way? So instead, he gives us step by step directions. You know, it's like this. You, 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 you hear this scripture all the time, Jeremiah 29 and 11, and he knows the plans for our life. But you know what? That scripture is still true. He, go, he does know the plans. God knows the plans. We don't. We don't know the plans. We don't know the plans. He knows the plans for us. 
And you know, it's it, it's kind of like he 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 he's always doing more. You you take our brother Moses right here, the father of the faith. God is manifesting his glory, but he didn't just do it regularly, he had to do it through a burning bush. He told him to do miracles with a stick, he starts splitting water, and then you know he gives us his own personal Uber Eats of honey butter biscuits called manna and quail dinners. Go ahead and look it up, it's in the word. God is always doing more. But he's only going to give it to us one thing at a time. And so that's when it comes down to, you know, you know, like in Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie. God doesn't have to lie to us. Not at all. And so he just tells us the truth, but he gives us in one step direction. He's always doing more. You see, if, if, if you are, or if you are a man, then you'll lie, but you'll make it look like the truth. See, this is how we do. We, you, you, we, we look at the lies every days of Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook, Facebook and Snapchat. And, and, and back in the day, they just used to call it keeping up with the Joneses because they would go and they'll make it look like a lifestyle that they're living and they know they can't even keep up with it themselves. God is doing more in our lives but he's only going to give it to us one step at a time. He's doing more. Simple as this. Come on. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge God. And then what will he do? He'll direct your paths. Let's use our GPS, God's positioning system that allows us to go it one step at a time, which leads me to my final point. I told you I was going to be up here long. He's able. He's doing more. And number three, he's working in us. God shows us that he's able to do whatever needs to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Those in heaven understand the right relationship with the father in heaven. You are in constant communication and communion with God on earth. Guess what happens? Sin separates. And so when we're separated by sin, we're out of communion or communication with God. So the question is, how do we stay in communion with him? Here we go. This is how we do it. We have, we let him have his way. We let his spirit live and dwell. And as Jesus said it like this, he has to go so that the comforter might come. John 16 and seven Romans eight says it like this. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. You know that as soon as you accepted Christ and the spirit is living in you, you belong to him. Is that your story on today? Do you know that you belong to him? First Corinthians six and 19 says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit within you whom you have from God? You are not your own. He's doing something inside of us. He's doing something inside of us. You know, back in the day, I used to always hear them sing a song. There's something on the inside 
working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Today, you can have that change, but you got to let God do the work inside of you through the Holy Spirit. That's it. We're we're done right here. There's three simple things that Paul wants us to know when we're trapped in that transition. One, he's able. Two, he's doing more. And three, he's working in us. We all are connected through, through those that have accepted Jesus Christ. Whether it be Jew or Gentile, on today, he's working in us through the Holy Spirit. And so if you're a believer, maybe this is just a reminder to make sure that you remember that he's able, that he's doing more. Even if you can't see it, he's doing it. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's higher than us. He's looking down. He's repositioning. He's redirecting. And guess what? He's working in you. So I charge you on today. This, this, This is my prayer. Let them work in you. When the Holy Spirit speaks, even right now, on this week, on today, let them work in you. Whether it be working with the your, with your neighbor, say hello to them. Speak a word of encouragement to your family. Speak, speak something to your coworker. Pray with them. Call someone that you haven't called. Tell them to hold on. Buy someone lunch. Not because they look like they need it, Like they don't have the money, but because the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. Let them work in you. Encourage someone on today. Let the Holy Spirit that lives in you, let him thrive. Make sure your temple is clean. And if you're saying on today, you know what? I I, I don't have any of those connections because I don't know who's listening to it right now. It's really easy to get connected right now. But you got to accept the terms. This is as easy as A, B, and C. You just had to admit that you're a sinner and you're in need of a savior. You had to believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again just for you. And then you had to confess with your mouth that he is Lord and not just Lord, but Lord over your life. And if you've done those things, you too are saved. And that means you've got Jesus Christ and you can boldly go to the father and you get the benefit package. Now, only other thing that I would like for you to do is connect to a believing church, a Bible believing and preaching church that really knows who he is and lets him do that work. Well, we're available to you on today. We're available to you today. If you can email us and said that, hey, I said that confession or I need to be connected with a church. You know what? It's up on the screen. Just leave us a message. We we thank God for everything that you've done on today. I promise you we'll get back to you. So let me just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you for all that you've already done in the house of the Lord and God. And how you've extended your hands out. That you're more than able to do anything and, and deal in every situation in our life. We're glad you're able. God, we're glad that you're doing more, that you're working behind the scenes, doing more than we can see, and that when you do it, we know it's you. We thank you for that. And lastly, God, we we thank you that you're working in us.
that we get to be a part of this work that through us we can show your glory God so help us to allow you to work not to be distracted by the being trapped in the transitions of life but that you're doing a mighty work and you're doing it right now and we thank you for all that was added to the body even right now and those that might be able to reach out and be connected to the church all these things I can boldly say is done in Jesus name amen amen till next time continue to keep praying for for not only just me but for your pastor and the entire church family reach out to someone on today and now back into the hands of minister Serena I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.